0: He wouldn't shut up. So we gave him a talk show. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. If anyone in town's got a bigger erection than me right now, it's Tim bent He joins me now on the Crowley Show, the official vampire of the Crowley Show. Also, he writes for the Trib. But he joins me not in any of those capacities other than a huge Syracuse Orange fan. And, Tim, we should have seen this coming, right?
1: First of all, you're giving both of us too much credit with that erection comment.
0: Yeah. Secondly,
1: what is your bed music again? Is that like, was that Royal Blood? Who is that?
0: It was Ty Seagal. Oh.
1: Well, I mean, I know the Syracuse fight song is in the system somewhere.
0: Yeah, that ain't getting played on the show. But
1: why? What, what are we going to see each other in the final or the semifinal? Is that what you're thinking?
0: I think that would be outstanding for both of us and awful for the rest of college basketball. My God, would that be ugly.
1: So what's going to happen? Who's going to host the show then when Syracuse and West Virginia go to San Antonio together and you and I go to follow them? Who's going to host the show? Yeah,
0: damn it. can't be Rossi, who we usually get, because he'd probably do that too. Yeah, I would imagine that he would. Uh, It can't be Lolly, because he'd be talking smack on both of us the entire time. Yeah, I don't really care who's not going to be here, as long as I'm in San Antonio. That's the only thing that matters to me.
1: Oh, there it is. That's on the spot producing right there by Tom, the best board op in college hockey. Um, yeah, I, I I, think that the three of us, you, me, and Rossi, should make the trip. I've never been to San Antonio. Have you?
0: I have not, but I'm looking very much forward to going.
1: Yeah, I should shut up right now because we're not going to last more than 20 minutes in Omaha. I can say that. Tim. I think Duke, didn't Duke beat us like 68 to 44 or something like that last time we saw them in the Cameron?
0: I don't know. You're the fan.
1: Yeah, I... I want to believe that they can do to Duke what they did to the other three teams they just played, but Duke knows that zone enough, well enough itself. Its players know it, and uh, you just play a little defense against uh, zone, man, whatever, and it's awful. I mean, Michigan State did a good enough job defense. This scared Tyus' battle for the first half of that game, and he was afraid to even go inside. Michigan State should have won. They should have won by... 10 points, and Syracuse just had him spooked by the time the game
0: was over. Tim, a couple of things. First, why does it always look like Tyus Battles playing basketball for the first time? Why do you say that? What is, do you mean? Is he, the guy, is he the guy with the glasses? No, that's Pascal Chukwu. Yes, okay. That guy, sorry about that. Yeah, Tyus Battles, a good player. Yeah, that guy is the guy who always looks like he's playing basketball for the first time, especially when he's at the foul line and his elbow's up in the rafters
1: playing basketball for the first time. It looks like it's the first time he's walking.
0: Like it Bambi. Like
1: the, it's the first time he's ambulatory. Um, his It was amazing. His, he missed his first, I think it was like 13 free throws of the year. And he has been money at the line in clutch situations. It was the Arizona State twice at the line late. And then Michigan State, I think, had three out of four until he missed the last one there uh, in crucial situations. He's gotten his free throw percentage up to 60. To be frank with you, him shooting free throws, that's one of the better things he does now because you're <laughs> right. I, he's seven. When he dunked himself into the ground <laughs> trying to alley-oop, that was the most, one of the most depressing things I've ever seen in my life. Height is wasted on the tall, Crowley. I think you and I both know that.
0: I hear that, brother. Did you talk to Pursuta yet?
1: Moments before I came on with you, I sent him a text. I said, it's been 24 hours, so I decided that the morning period is over. So I just decided to check in, and I've not yet heard back from him. So I don't know. I don't know how he's doing. Uh, he was more skeptical about that game than I was. I-, I thought Syracuse did enough to win two games. I didn't like the matchup against Michigan State. I, sh- I thought they'd shoot enough threes. Uh, I was pretty certain that Michigan State was going to win. Um, but, you know, Syracuse does this. When they do these little runs that they have, when people say that they can't be in the tournament, they shouldn't be in the tournament, they always beat at least one good team that they shouldn't beat to get as far as they do. Um, You know, whether that was – Their late push when they won the last Big East tournament before they got out, they beat Indiana as a one seed. They deserved it that year. There were four, but they beat Indiana, which is a big upset. They upset uh, Virginia in the Elite Eight to get there two years ago, and now they've beaten Michigan State. I really did think they'd win their first two. Uh, I was not surprised at all. I would have been disappointed if they had lost to Arizona State. I would have gotten it, but I still would have been mad if they lost to Jamie Dixon again at TCU. Uh, This one really shocked me. I thought they were cooked against
0: Michigan State. What's with the Syracuse hate, man? I cannot be mad about a team getting in the tournament. Uh, and even if you think that they didn't deserve to get in, when they do get in, they validate the decision every time. How am I supposed to get mad about a team doing exactly what it's supposed to do when it gets into a damn tournament? Uh, who, who was it last night that was going off? Uh, it was Paul Zeiss. Like, dude, what? Oh, we got into it. Yeah,
1: we got into it. Check out that thread. Yeah, that was fun.
0: I was Team Tim Benz on that one. I'm a, I'm Team Tim Benz on a lot of things, but, like, come on. what? I don't understand the hate. You get in and you win. That's what you're supposed to freaking do.
1: I just have a hard time. Look, I've been in this situation where I've said teams shouldn't get in the tournament and they make a run. I feel like I look stupid, but then I don't hang my hat on, well, they shouldn't have been there anyway. I and mean, what's the assumption then that Saint Mary's would have done that to Michigan State? are you kidding I and mean, part of the thing part of the reason why Syracuse does what it does is it's a unique style of play people have a hard time going up against it and when they get in they can do damage now maybe this selection committee shouldn't take into account that angle and it should just be about the numbers and the wins and losses and the q ones and the q twos and all that crap um If you want to say that, okay, then no, winning the tournament doesn't validate it. But the first hot take you spit out just sounds spiteful and bitter and like you've got an agenda against the team. If you see a game like that and the first thing you think is the whole tournament is invalidated because Syracuse is there and Michigan State isn't. Well, why? Syracuse beat Michigan State four of the last times they played against, five times they played against them. You know, and, and that's, that's where I took on with Paul. Is, you know, we were on a, the showdown going at it with each other three years ago. You know, he was carrying the torch for Monmouth. What, Monmouth was going to beat UVA two years or three years ago because they lost to UNBC this year? You're going to assume that Monmouth would have gotten that far and did the same thing three years ago to Virginia? No, I just... You, you can tell me that them winning the tournament doesn't validate them being there in the first place. Okay, fine. If you want to die on that hill, die on it. But then don't assume that the same sort of opportunity for a great upset was robbed from some plucky mid-major. And and I I don't think the Bonaventures and the St. Mary's and the Gonzaga's, you know, those kind of schools are really that stunning. The Butlers, I mean, Butlers in the Big East now, I think a lot of those days are gone and we're we're over-romanticizing that stuff.
0: I'm also hearing a lot of Tim, well, the Cinderella's are ruining this thing again. No, they're not. 12 of the 16 teams that are there right now in this week 16 are major conference teams, uh, Villanova is a team that is a national brand, and the Big East in basketball, uh, top-heavy Shore is still a really good conference. Uh, you've got Gonzaga there, not from a major conference, but they're not a mid-major anymore either, so I think that the tournament is perfect the way that it is. Sure, if a team is in, uh, in, in and and makes has a couple of wins, you lose some of the great teams, fine, oh, it's not the best way to determine a champion, whatever. I don't give a rat's ass about that. The tournament is perfect to me because you have the Cinderellas, but more times than not, that's going to happen early, and then you're going to have a team that is a blue blood or a one seed or a two seed, win the whole darn thing anyhow.
1: The tournament is so delicately balanced between the desperate desire to have the small conference schools pull off mega upsets and the need to have the blue blood stay in the bracket to keep people interested in their bracket and to keep chalk so people stay engaged. It's a very delicate balance. And this year has been thrown off by the fact that you had a lot of surprises early. Those teams didn't carry over that much, aside from Loyola, through the second round. And the teams that are pulling off the upsets, the stunners, are big conference schools like Syracuse that aren't cute and fuzzy. That's you know, why, why the Syracuse hate, because they're not cute and fuzzy. You know, them pulling off upsets, Kansas State getting to the Sweet 16, uh, t- you know they're smarter about how they, they seed schools now. So it, they, they do their homework more. So if you're a less than deserving big conference school, they penalize you and put you on the 11 line. But you're still a big conference school, so after you get that one win, it's a little easier to get that second win too, just because of the depth of your talent. And for for trying to make the tournament more scientific, it's hurt the spontaneity of it. If that makes any sense.
0: Those are big words. Tim Ben's joining me here on well, the would you, show. Would you
1: agree? Would you? I mean, I think that's the answer, don't you? Yeah, I like
0: do. Like,
1: if people complaining, it's like if you get. For instance, like uh, Stephen F. Austin uh, as a 14 seed, or Texas Southern, or yeah, UMBC, like these schools that nobody's heard of. And then the next game that they play is against a two, or you know, a, a, a three, or something like that. And then that school wins. Okay, you feel like you've been you've been gifted because you got a little surprise, but your chalk still held. Well, but when it's Syracuse, who nobody had going anywhere, and they're not fun to root for, and they're in the Sweet 16. That's a little
0: deflating. Well, case in point, you've got Loyola in 11, Syracuse in 11. Everyone hates Jim Beheim, but everyone's yanking each other off talking about this sweet sister, Jean. I mean, it's it's they're both 11 seeds. They both made runs. You just don't like one, and you happen to have fallen in love with the other. Hmm, wonder why that is. Tim Benz joining me here on the Crowley Show. Is Matt Murray the most important penguin to stay healthy, uh, Mr. Benzie?
1: especially since they're going with Casey to Smith, at least for now. And I'm not 100% convinced that's going to continue to be the case, but whatever, Let, let's take them at their word and say, uh, you know, that they want to have the Smith move forward. This could have just been a paper move too. I think Jari will be the goaltender if they do need one in the playoffs. Uh, I still think that Malkin or Crosby are more important, at least though they have Broussard to offset that now, as you referenced earlier, Um I can't look at Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and say anybody is more important than either one of those two. Uh, and I've seen them win with backup goaltenders. The drop though, is dramatic from Flurry to these two young guys.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that.
1: And I, and I did mean Flurry to these two young guys as the backup. I meant not so not necessarily just the, to the drop from Murray to the young guys. So that's absolute. But I'd say even from Flurry, these young guys as the reserve goaltender, the drop is massive.
0: Tim, I have not been on the air since the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate. How, how do you think my performance went?
1: A little erratic, hmm.
0: uh,
1: a, a little, a little spastic. But then again, that's exactly what your show is built around, right?
0: I guess, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, thought, I mean, like you
1: just—you brought the show to the stage. Was that not the important premise of the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate? You were giving the people what they wanted. The the throngs of Crawley, Crowley Crowley followers. <laughs> Crowley's <laughs> followers, if you get where I'm going with that, they were there to see you put on your show. So you gave the people what they demanded.
0: It doesn't sound like Tim thinks that that's good. Nah, no. no, uh, I mean, yeah, that was
1: fine. Like, well, what did you? Uh, madden fine. is the only one that keeps score at this. You're not doing that, are you? Trying to keep score?
0: Uh, I am not, but I'm two and zero in my appearances thus far in the Great well, Pittsburgh Sports I'm Debate. Like,
1: if you did well in your own mind, that's all that matters. I, I think madden loves it even though he says he doesn't love it i think pursuit of stan and i try to get through it and then you because it's new to you it's still important but it it won't be next year it's okay i mean like you did you did fine you gave the people what they expected that was you jumping out of your chair a couple times showing off your west virginia gear this is the crowley that we know you didn't show I, i was disappointed you didn't show anybody your belly button that's the thing that really bothered me your nipple ring or your shaved chest or anything of that nature
0: yeah i should have shown up completely hairless and shirtless i think next year that'll be what i do i'll even shave the head how about that
1: was your wife a bit taken aback i got the impression that, that she was
0: my wife said that and a couple of my friends said this as well that i made the motion of cleaning a pole a little bit too much
1: uh okay well did you do it on purpose or is that a freudian thing
0: no, I definitely did it on purpose. They thought it was maybe a little bit too graphic.
1: You went to the you went to that as your go to too often. You're saying,
0: yeah, when other people were talking a couple of times, not you, of course, though, Tim, uh, because you were within striking distance. I 100%. was, yeah. I was, you know, faking uh, that that you know doing that one thing.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you just kind of it's like. I don't know. Tipping your pitches or something. You're just let, you're letting the audience, you're letting the other side know that what's coming up next is going to be a big deal. So you kind of, you're ramping up to a big point. Uh, yeah, something to work on for next year, I guess. I didn't notice it. Then again, I was, like you said, I was looking the other way. If somebody else was making a point, I was looking that way. So I couldn't see Well, I don't have eyes behind my head.
0: Tim, I appreciate you taking the time as always, man. Thanks a lot.
1: All right. Well, good luck against, uh, Villanova. I, I think that's going to, I had you guys going this far. So you've, fulfilled your destiny as far as I'm concerned. I, I say, hearty, good job done by West Virginia. If you could do better, great, but we'll figure out a way to get to San Antonio.
0: Well, here's the thing, Tim. I don't think we're going to beat Villanova, but if we beat Villanova and they played Texas Tech, I'd feel pretty darn good about their chances of going to the Final Four.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent point. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think we're beating Duke or Kansas?
0: You could beat Kansas. I don't know if you could beat Duke. Uh...
1: In other words, could we beat the team that beat us by 20 or the team that beat us by, like, 45? I mean, like, th- these are our two options coming up
0: here. Have you played Kansas already?
1: Kansas beat the bejesus out of us down at that Miami tournament, like, right uh, around that's Christmas-ish. Right. Oh, God, did they hammer us. Yeah, it was ugly.
0: I guess, I don't know. I think both of our schools, they drew bad matchups now. Because uh, Villanova's got a lot of guys who can handle the ball. The press isn't going to work. I think we can out-rebound them, but, nah, whatever. If we win, if we win, Tim... We're going to the Final Four because we're going to beat Purdue or we're going to beat Texas Tech. That's all i got to say.
1: Well, you can show up where I'm showing up for the Syracuse-Duke game, and then after West Virginia loses, uh, you can cry in beer that I will buy you that I will later cry in as Grayson Allen puts up like 70.
0: What, so, time so, you, so. what time are you guys play?
1: We're the late game on Friday.
0: Oh, maybe we should do a little, uh, little drinking action on Friday, but we can talk about that off the air. We'll do that off the air. Yeah, this is not good radio. I, I know anymore.
1: what motion you're making under the desk right now anyway, so that's okay.
0: Something really big's coming up, Tim. Tim <laughs> Benz, the official vampire of the Crowley show. I I'm pissed because I cut him off there because I wanted my joke to be last, but I bet his joke would have been really funny. I'm getting the feeling, man, that he did not like yet at the great sports debate. I don't think he likes the show. I don't know about that. He kind of he came at it like your West Virginia takes. He's like, you know, you were fine, but he yeah, got, not so much. It's like if I talk to my mom, right, about me asking the prettiest girl out, and she goes, well, does she think you're weird? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, well, you were just being yourself. Tim is like, I mean, you were fine because that's what you are. You just did what you always do. Coming up next, we'll do what we always do, a real big thing coming up with my man, Will Graves. Also, it's rush hour, so we got a smoky report for you. It's a Crowley show. Did you miss out on...
2: Round two of BitPittsburgh.com's online auction is up and running with
0: everything for your home and garden, starting at more than half off. These deals will only be around for a few days, so don't wait. Go to BitPittsburgh.com today. I don't think Syracuse is going to beat Duke, but they've got length defensively. And they've got a Hall of Fame coach. And they've got that guy who doesn't know how to play basketball, even though he plays basketball. Maybe he falls and takes out Marvin Bagley. Jewish. This report is brought to you by Clearview Federal Credit Union. Well, New York state of mind. Back in 2010, West Virginia won the Big East tournament in New York. Villanova was in the Big East. We're going to beat them on Friday. That's right, I'll always find a way to get back to the game, baby. Before though we get to my friend Will Graves and West Virginia alumni to talk about sportsy things, first it's time for another smoky report. He's down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they
2: say can be done?
0: Breaker Breaker 1 9 got a 1042 in Carnegie on East
1: Main at Chestnut Street. A local yokel rolling discos on scene with a meat wagon in tow. Share some care, throttle on back, otherwise, you'll be dropping those greenbacks. You see a Miss Piggy, Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Bear in the bushes, Bear in the air, you give us a holler and we'll get you home without the extra freight. This is the Smokey Report, 412 922
2: 2874. He's pounding down, up man trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch your bandit
0: run. Will Graves from the Associated Press joins me now. Will is West Virginia going to be able to get done what they say can't be done?
2: First of all, I'm stunned that the Smoky report is not Smoky from Friday. First of all,
0: well, you're not producing the show. Get the hell out of here. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, I certainly think, yeah, I think they can. I saw Nova on Saturday. Nova looks good. Everybody looks good when you make 10 threes in a row.
0: Yeah, that stinks. That scares me a little bit. And yes, yes, you do look good because that is good.
2: They're little. I mean, they're not, they're not big. Uh, have a size advantage. And if they can turn up the pressure and make Brunson uncomfortable, you know, they can make the white Italian, the Italian kid uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, Don't correct yourself.
0: Oh. Don't correct yourself. You almost went back on the white Italian kid. He is white. He is Italian. And I think that, to me, Will, typically is the thing to fear the most in the NCAA tournament. If they've got a guy who can shoot it who's white, it's scary. Farouk Manesh, mm. Farouk Jimmer Fredette, guys like that. Uh-oh.
2: Yeah, but uh, his one chink in the armor there is that he's not wearing a T-shirt underneath. So ah, true. Those doesn't, are the things that you absolutely have to worry about. The yeah. T shirt kid.
0: Like the Svee Mikhailuk kid from Like
2: the Mike gansey kid. Mike yeah. Gansey, the greatest T shirt white kid of all time.
0: How's Collins bracket doing?
2: Well, we are we do we do a bracket check every morning. Trust me, I get it at six forty five before I'm awake. Um we he and I are tied. But he you no, know, he lost UBA, so he's kinda screwed. If I get West Virginia to win even one game, I think I got it locked up, so
0: how many does he have in the Sweet 16 as compared to you?
2: Um, I don't have it in front of me. I think um, we're not good. I mean, uh, I think I might have nine, and he might have eight, if I had to guess.
0: Okay, I mean, fairly comparable there. I mean, that's what we do here. Uh, your son is just as qualified as either of us. Oh, absolutely. And it's, absolutely. it's not a joke. Uh, my wife, she's got ten teams in the Sweet 16. I've got nine. Uh, she did not pick the Virginia upset, but, hey, nobody did. So, we don't know what we're talking about. That's why it, for me to be like, oh, West Virginia's got no shot on Friday. It's just it's wrong. In fact, they could win the whole thing, Will.
2: Um, I, yeah, I certainly think they can. I mean, I, I think I said it when we were on here last week. You look at the nation. I mean, there's kind of a lot of blah out there, yes. right? And we saw it. It played itself out. My God. I mean, uh, you know, I was at a, uh, Urban Tap on Friday night with a bunch of other writers watching wow. uh, the UMBC game. And... I mean, my guy, I think we all thought it's going to happen one day, but we didn't think it was going to happen like that. Uh, but I think it's sort of symbolic. By the way, by the way, history lesson, I'm going to be old for a second. Mm-hmm. It is, that was not more impressive than Chaminade beating Ralph Sampson in 1982 or 3, whatever it was. It's, it is not.
0: It's pronounced Chaminade.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, there was no three-point line, okay? There was no shot clock. It, what they did was staggering. The fact everybody's like, "Oh, well, you know, it was a preseason thing," and I don't care. It was more impossible.
0: Doesn't it help the team that's not the underdog if there is no three-point line and a shot clock, though? Will correct,
2: correct. And they didn't. It's not like they held the ball and won that game. The shot won that game, twelve to eleven. I mean, they had Ralph Sampson. The Cavs had Ralph Sampson. I mean, he was supposed to be the next Will, you know. And then his knees just decided they didn't want to be the next Will, so. Um, yeah, I, but, so just end of my end of history lesson, impressive, great for UMBC, great for the tournament. But you know what, if it's like Nevada versus Syracuse in the title game, not good for...
0: <laughs> no, I'll agree with that, and, and that's one of the things that I talked about a little bit in the first segment, Will, is that... There's this notion that the little guys are going to screw everything up. No, 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 no. The little guys make the first couple of rounds interesting, and then the big boys do eventually take over. I hate that narrative. I also hate that this is a terrible way to determine a champion. Okay, maybe it is, but it's also freaking awesome. Can't can't we just say it's freaking awesome? Isn't that okay? It
2: is, I mean, it is freaking awesome. Yeah. CBS wouldn't pour $10 million. Into this, if it wasn't awesome, if they couldn't find a way to make money off of it, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it makes every other thing the NCAA does, or you know, I mean, this legitimizes pretty much college basketball because I wouldn't. What what the other format would work? None, right? Moving the, the power five conferences play like best of three and then best of five. I mean, come on, nobody wants that.
0: So the super genius the other day was talking about creating a sort of a world cup thingy where you would have teams play round-robin and then advance and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, typically Mark does things that bring his show ratings. So I was surprised whenever he was talking about altering the NCAA tournament, which gets incredible ratings. There's nothing wrong with Instead it. Instead
2: of, like, the Penguins, the, the wilkes fourth line is that typical.
0: R- well, right. I, I, it just, to me, the NCAA tournament <laughs> is – I mean, it's so seedy and nasty and disgusting, but we've all overlooked it because we're all watching it, and it's perfect. So don't fix it; just leave it the way it is. Well, I mean,
2: like, like again, we were. I was talking this the other day with some writers. The the athletes, just like I said at the Olympics a few weeks ago, about how gross the IOC is. The athletes bail them out. The athletes bail this out. It is ridiculous. Ralph Russo, our college writer for the AP, our main college writer, he did a story overnight that ran out early this morning about how many millions of dollars. Are generated for these institutions each time a school in their league advances. Especially if you look at like a UMBC or what's the uh, the Loyola Chicago, literally getting millions of dollars per win. Athletes going to get any of that? No. Oh, it's going to, but it's a you know they get their education paid for, and it's a great experience for them. I don't care. I've been on this bandwagon for twenty years. You got to pay you got to at least allow them to either trade on their name. Yep. How much money could Saquon, Saquon Barkley made this year if he had, if they had sold 26 jerseys to
0: Penn State game? Uh, even Saquon could have made money.
2: Even whatever. The Penn State kid. How about that? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I and think I that's what that it like says this. on the
0: back of the jerseys now, Will. It just says the Penn State <laughs> kid, number 26. Well, no, I
2: mean, look, I mean, think about it. I was in Florida when Tim Tebow was there, okay? And how many 15 jerseys did they sell before, like, five years ago after the Ed O'Bannon thing? where they were like, oh, wait, we got to pay the athletes now if we use their number, if we use their likeness, now we got to pay them? Oh, I don't, can't do that. That's against the rules. You
0: don't, know? don't. Just, Will, do you know, we're not talking about this right now. It's okay. It's, I, it's, I don't know. But I, I, Will, I, but Will, I Will, I like Will I bad Will, bad like Will, like bad, I, bad. I, bad.
2: You're saying the tournament is, is, the tournament itself is great, but when Leonard Hamilton gets five hundred grand for getting Florida State to Sweet 16 and the players get nothing additional,
0: it's wrong. Period. Will, will we can't talk about that though right now. It's March. Why not? It's March. That's what I do. Well, I like to moralize things too, but not in March. Damn it. Okay, <laughs> this is whatever. Right, this is when I pull your
2: bracket and your and your madness and your whatever other. Can we talk smack about Marshall for a minute?
0: Hell yeah! Bad. Why would we play those bastards?
2: Because it's it's literally a no. I, you know, I've come around to it. like I'm not from West Virginia. Okay, I did not care that they played Marshall. I think it's good for the state, but it is zero. There's It's a no-win situation for WVU. And a lot of times you would see it, you know, when we would lose to them pretty regularly because they didn't – I mean, even Pitt's not on those guys lost to them, right? Yep. Uh, because it's like their whole year, and us, it's like that game you play before you start the Big East or the Big 12 or whatever. So, uh, that being said, I, I, Elmore, give me more of that.
0: I, I – well – Dude, th- you – I can't believe I, I was a little bit nervous prior to the game yesterday. I can't believe that I was because when Ot Elmore jogged out onto the court, he looks he looks like the way I looked in college, which is to say, tubby and not athletic. And then I looked at Javon Carter for West Virginia, who's all rocked up like a monster. And they had no chance. No chance. I think
2: I, I, I you know I, I was hoping to get more run, but I think I tweeted something like art. Otten John Elmore, the first father-son combination to score in the NCAA tournament game.
0: <laughs> that was one of the best right. tweets I've ever seen. And that
2: guy is, I mean, I just couldn't believe, like I knew Elmore, he came, when they came to Pitt last year, I mean, he was, you could see, he was a beast, and good for Danny D for getting him going, they play an entertaining style of ball, but that was like the JV playing the varsity after the first five minutes last night. Will,
0: well, do you, are you on team Sister Jean, who I think is super hot for a 98-year-old, or <laughs> are you on team Nevada's coach who doesn't wear a shirt?
2: Um, well, I mean, I'm like I'm not all into objectifying nuns here, but uh you gotta I mean you talk about Why discriminate your faith, or you're talking about having your faith rewarded to to be involved with the team for that long and then to finally kinda of be a part of this. So I'm gonna go see <laughs> Sister Jean. I was gonna say although and, I mean he's he's probably what, like fifty, forty five? He's shaming a bunch of yeah, dad he, bods. Like he, I don't the he looks great. I, I've I've weighed as much as I have in the last four years, which sort of sucks.
0: No cancer um, though, correct?
2: No. no, oh, that's good. So, that's good. No, it is good, but it's sort of like, God, oh, I'm a fat ass. It's frustrating.
0: You can't say ass on the radio. Okay. Will? All right. Sorry. All right. So whenever – When I think of of Sister <laughs> Jean and that fine ass, would I, would I, would I, oh, <laughs> would, what I – Oh, dude. What what it really what really sticks out to me, Will – I think nothing it, sticks out
2: about <laughs> you talk about Sister God. Jean, okay? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What really strikes me – Thank you. About the faith conversation is what you just said. Well, you know, the faith is finally pulled off. No, obviously she's terrible at praying because she's been doing it <laughs> for 70 damn years, and now finally it pays off. I mean, what happened the rest of the time? I don't
2: know. If you think about it in the history of time, like, I mean, if we're talking billions of years, 70 oh, yeah. years is really not that long.
0: That's so. true. And in fact, I want to see her birth certificate. Like, she's not she's not younger than 105.
2: And so what if she's not? Well, I mean, she's uh, she's, again... That's what again. It's sort of this this save, It's saving the tournament. It saves the tournament. The tournament. It's like it's just crazy. I mean, all the all the Adidas stuff. We're not talking about that anymore. We're not talking about um, any of the FBI stuff. We're talking about Sister Jean.
0: Yeah, That's right. why The
2: NCAA wins.
0: You know what? I think this is perfect, uh, Will. That the Catholic Church can find a way to absolve the NCAA of its <laughs> sins because the Catholic Church. Well, they've never done anything. What else stuck out for you? Uh, when <laughs> when I can't even say that now. Whenever you think of the first couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament thus far,
2: well, well my fraud alert. I you know I I always think there's a couple teams every year where you are just like what are they doing here? Why are they seated like this? And you know Auburn certainly played down. I mean I mean what a grease fire that was. Mm. And you know look, I mean I know you're gonna have Ben's on here, so I apologize uh, for for what you're about to endure at six o'clock. But I mean like. Syracuse, I mean of, because of course. Like this is their move. Terrible. They don't even have any good players. They look like they started playing basketball 5 minutes ago.
0: That and guy then, with the like, glasses it, looks he he looks like he's drunk.
2: They get in the tournament and it's like, "Oh yeah, oh my god. I totally forgot that the way to beat a 2-3 is to get somebody in a high post and kick kick <laughs> kick it out for shots or go to the basket. I totally forgot." And it happens. It's like he, it's like he Jedi mind tricks their opponents. My God,
0: they're not going to beat Duke because they're just not going to. But the reason that they keep getting in is because they're going to get the benefit of the doubt because they do this every time right. they're on the bubble.
2: And, I, and and you know what? I mean, I'm okay with that. Yes, I, I, I totally am. I mean, that's this is their move. I, I would want my university to kind of get the same benefit of the doubt if you keep doing it over and over and over um, anyway, by the way, I'm going to do one more mini rant here. Well, Will, we've got hit no re- time.
0: We've got no time well, for hit, a mini rant.
2: Real quick, the clickbait stuff about the guys asking for transfers, clickbait. Every school that has a coaching change, their players to do this as a preemptive measure, a protective measure, just in case either it takes too long or they don't like the guy that comes. and can immediately go into the transfer pool. It's, it's, it was fake news. It was fake news.
0: My buddy That's just... It tweeted me and said, the best sentence ever uttered on this show, quote, I'm not into objectifying nuns, but. So, there you go. Uh, thanks for the time, as always, Will, and best of luck go to Colin. I hope he catches you. Go Mountaineers. See you, man. Later. Here's the deal. Sister Jean is a fraud. She's a fraud. I can't stand when you got people jumping on the bandwagon. Sister Jean had Loyola losing in the Sweet Sixteen. And now, all of a sudden, she wants them to win in the Sweet 16? You're a fraud, lady! You're a fraud! A fraud! And by the way, the whole none thing for a basketball team doesn't even make sense to me. Football, I understand. Kneel downs, Hail Marys, stuff like that. I get it. Basketball? No. Although, I suppose there's an arc, and there's, there's an arc in the Bible. Hey, we've been pointing out a lot of bad jokes today, so I just want to point out that that was a great joke. <clears throat> yeah, that, that was well done. Should probably end the segment on that then. Yeah, go out on a high note. Coming up next, it's the hottest take of the day, it has to do with Tiger Woods and other crap only has to do with Cincinnati and their failures over the years. They are worse than Cleveland. Ho ho! Ho ho! ho, ho. Oh, that's right, it's the Crowley Show. Join the party and secure your spot at the 10th anniversary of the Dick Sporting Goods Pittsburgh Marathon on Sunday, May 6th. Don't wait. Register before online registration closes on March 31st. Visit ThePittsburghMarathon.com for more details. It's just... She's 98. And I'm supposed to believe that prayer is the reason they're there. She's been a nun since she was 18. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows that God's a West Virginia fan, right? Yes! This report is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation.